0: Marvin Bagley is heading into the final year of his rookie contract, and as of right now, there have been zero conversations about a contract extension. We still don't even know if the Kings are interested in offering Marvin Bagley a qualifying offer, which would basically be a one-year million contract that if Marvin chooses to decline, he would then enter restricted free agency, which gives the Sacramento Kings the right to match any offer that he receives. But as of right now, it's hard to believe that Marvin Bagley on the open market will be worth as much as $13 million. John Hollinger of The Athletic recently releasing an article where a uh, formula that he's put together has Marvin Bagley at a $5 million per year player. Today on the Locked on Kings podcast, I'm going to be joined by D'Lo and KC, Damian Barling and Kenny Caraway from ESPN 1320's D'Lo and KC radio show from noon to 4 Every single weekday, we're gonna talk about the value of Marvin Bagley, what he can do this season to raise that value, whether or not it's in the King's best interests to even humor the idea of issuing Bagley that qualifying offer, plus a small conversation about Davion Mitchell and the King's philosophy of drafting the best player available over the last two years. It's all on today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. <laughs>
1: You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your
0: team every day.
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Hello
0: and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports media member, Sacramento Kings media member for the last seven years. This will be my eighth season covering the Kings, uh, formerly with Sports1140K HDK Radio in Sacramento now with ABC 10 Television. I want to start out today's podcast thanking you for making Locked On Kings your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network today. But I encourage you to expand your horizons a little bit. Maybe you're looking for a second listen to listen after you're done with Locked On Kings. Well, the Locked On Giants podcast is an excellent place to go right now with the Giants-Dodgers playoff series that's happening. So check out Ben Kaspik and what they're doing over there. Also, if you're a San Francisco 49ers fan, I know we got a lot of 49ers fans in the Sacramento area. The Locked On 49ers podcast is an excellent source uh, for all your 49ers needs make Locked On Giants or Locked On 49ers your second listen uh, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And another listen you should add to your daily repertoire in addition to Locked On Kings, not replacing Locked On Kings, but in addition to, has nothing to do with the Locked On Podcast Network. Our friends over at ESPN 1320, D'Lo and KC, their radio show, one of the best, maybe maybe the best radio show uh, in Sacramento, period. Not just sports, period. Uh, They do a phenomenal job covering the Sacramento Kings, have great guests all week long. Uh, They also do a phenomenal job covering the Niners, covering the Giants, covering all things uh, local and national sports, as well as pop culture, music, uh, and things like that. They are two phenomenal friends uh, of mine, friends of the Lockdown Kings podcast. And I wanted to get them both on Locked on Kings together for the first time. So I invited them both over. We spent a good amount of time talking about Marvin Bagley and this contract situation. It's a tough spot for the Kings to be in. Of course, it's a tough spot for Marvin to be in with the lack of security going forward. $13 million is a lot of money, which would be the the amount of money he would get on that one-year qualifying offer that the Kings could offer that's a lot of money to potentially lock into Marvin. And even though Marvin might not be the biggest fan of playing and and signing a contract that's only one year, there's not a lot of security there. It's hard to imagine him getting close to $13 million on the open open market. Maybe he makes the money play and then a year later becomes an uh, unrestricted free agent tries to get paid elsewhere. Then who knows what's going through the mind of Marvin Bagley, but I can guess there's significant hesitation from the Sacramento Kings uh, to offer that qualifying offer. D'Lo lo Casey, and I are going to talk about that and more in detail right now here on Locked on Kings. Fresh off of the airwaves over at ESPN 1320, now on to the Locked on Kings podcast. I am joined by Dilo and KC, Damian Barling and Kenny Caraway from ESPN 1320's very successful uh, local sports show from uh, noon to four o'clock Monday through Friday, plus the extra content that they provide for you on YouTube around uh, 49ers football every Sunday and Uh, Giants baseball just everything in between Uh, D-Lo and Casey nice enough to carve out some time here on uh, the Lockdown Kings podcast to join me both at the same time I've had you guys both on individually I had to have you both on mainly because I'm lazy and I want you guys to do more talking than I'm doing Uh, guys welcome in man it's it's a pleasure to have you on I'm looking forward to uh, to stealing some of your expertise from the radio show and bringing it to Lockdown Kings here
2: pleasure's all mine man appreciate you your voice totally changes as the host like when you're the guest, you're like, "Cool, Matt George," you're delivering some news. But when you're the host, it's like, "Boy, you get into that game show." This is Matt George in the Locked On Kings podcast. I do that too. I'm I'm not, I'm not clowning because I, I do the same thing. I turn into announcer guy every once in a while.
0: I just like to pretend that the Locked On Kings podcast is one big WWE style promo. There and you I'm just go. trying to up it every single time to where. <laughs> <laughs> so guys you had uh james ham on uh d and casey last week you have him on every single week uh, and you guys had an interesting conversation about marvin bagley and his contract situation it actually all starts from a article that came out uh by john hollinger who you actually had on the on d and casey today and and listeners can go and, and check out that conversation is john not only wrote this article talking about the uh, through this formula he put together talking about the value of of 2018 draft picks who haven't mm-hmm. gotten their second contracts yet. Uh, he also did his season preview for the Sacramento Kings and it wasn't the most glowing of season previews to be expected from a national perspective. Uh, so you guys talked with him about that on your show, but uh, in particular, I wanted to focus on that what players are worth from that 2018 draft class because with the exception of uh we know Luka Doncic and Trey Young both got paid and rightfully so and, and apparently there's hesitation from the Phoenix Suns to pay uh, DeAndre Ayton even though that team made the NBA finals last season it's pretty significant to see those top picks and what they're worth in Hollinger's uh format or for formula and what Marvin Bagley ended up being worth, which was four years, $20 million. Mm -hmm. So a $5 million per year player. So we're kind of going to talk through like the tiers of a payday that Marvin Bagley could get. And Hollinger even admitted writing in this article, he said, not likely that that Bagley's going to get that little money, even with all the struggles that he's had. But does that sound right to you both? Like, a, in terms of just production and who Bagley has been, take away being a former number two overall pick, is five million dollars a year? Where do you expect Marvin Bagley to be?
2: KC, I'll let you rock, man, because I know MB three is your guy.
1: Yeah, man, I'm still a believer, man, uh, of Marvin Bagley the third. But I do see that being kind of where he's going to land. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe you get to seven or eight or something like that. But when you talk about talent and you talk about ability and, and the potential uh, to do certain things in this league, he's more than that. He's worth more than that. I'd take a chance on him at you know eight, nine, ten million or whatever the case may be. But if you're thinking about this sensibly and you're trying to run an organization, I don't see how you could do any more than six, seven million dollars a year, Max because of the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's the thing we talk about all the time with Marva Bagley. And even if he played 82 games this year, I still wouldn't look at it like, oh, he's fixed now and he's going to play 82 games or 75 games for the rest of his career. I may look at it as that was a one-time thing. I need to see him do this over multiple seasons to believe the injuries are completely gone. So with that being said, I think he's still a, a really good ball player when he plays, he's probably 14 and seven and 14 and eight on a low end. And he has a potential to do more this particular season, but you can't invest that much money in him just for the simple fact of, you don't know if he can be, he can hold up to the NBA game at this point in his career.
2: And Matt Casey, I'm less on the, the, the side of you can't invest money into Marvin Bagley and more on the side, you can't invest years into Marvin Bagley. I think the most important thing Marvin can do this year is stay healthy and Perhaps we, we should throw in the term relatively healthy, stay healthy as you know, in comparison to Marvin Bagley's years past. Like he's I no one envisions, I think, Marvin Bagley playing 82 games, but could he play 70? You know, could he play, you know, 68, 69, 70 games somewhere around there? And does that change the perception about him a little? And even if he does, even if Marvin played 80 games this year, or we just go full. Uh, overboard excitement and say Marvin Bagley plays 82 games this year. It was phenomenal. He could do his averages, as Kenny just pointed out, the 14 and seven. And ultimately what I think happens is like, cool. I need you to do it again. We'll sign you to a one plus one. And the plus one is ours, not yours. Mm-hmm. But there's there. There has to be a, a, a belief that Marvin Bagley can be healthy and play for a large chunk of the year. Moving forward. So I think a team would be willing to invest. You mentioned Hollinger's formula, put him at about, you know, five million for four years. I can see a situation where it's one plus one. And I know that's not how qualifying offers work. You know, there, there's, there's, there's more to be had on that discussion. But if we're talking for a king team outside the Kings, I don't see how anyone invests that four years in him. The money, secondary. I don't know how anyone invests those years in him.
0: I think that's a, tr- a tremendous thing to point out, Dilo because the, the long-term commitment is, I think, the main piece of this. Everybody's going to look at the money that he's worth, and certainly Marvin Bagley and his camp are going to be looking at the money. But the years are what's important, especially for a, a player in Marvin who knows that like, if I were Marvin, even if the qualifying offer is worth $13 million, I'm scared as hell about a one year deal with my inability to right. to stay healthy. Like I'm, right. I'm gambling against myself and my own body at that point. And normally in this situation, funny enough, uh, it, it, like the ball is in the court of the, the team, not the player. When you're, you're talking about a high draft pick, because I mean, the qualifying offer and restricted free agency is put in place. So that teams like Sacramento don't just lose their top talent, uh, to one of a, one of the bigger markets in free agency after that rookie contract is done. At right. this point, It's working more in the favor of Marvin Bagley in the sense that his biggest payday in terms of taller value is probably through the qualifying offer. But is he even interested in that? And it's not just that either, guys. It's, is anybody going to even come remotely close to want to invest upwards of 13 plus million dollars per year, regardless of how many years into a guy like Marvin Bagley, who has shown that he's, he's not worth that? And Dilo, what I wanted to kind of dive into is based off of the conversation that you guys had with James Hamm is what does Marvin in your mind have to do this year? What can he do to put himself in the best possible scenario for a payday? And what does that look like? Is it like $10 million a year? Is it that $13 million per year level? Because if you were to ask me right now, and maybe if you were to ask Monty McNair right now, hey, Monty, what are you thinking about doing? I think it's almost universal that the Kings are going, yeah, we're not, we're not issuing that qualifying offer. We're not investing $13 million of cap space into a player like Marvin that we can't rely on. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I think what he would have to do this year in, in a, and I'll, I'll, I'll play to the spirit of your question and ignore just staying healthy, but can he? you know, he's a, he's a 14 and seven guy on his career, which is why you, regularly become tantalized by him as, as, as Kenny would say, where you regularly become excited by him when he has those, those moments of, of big games, when he has those big outputs of 25 plus point games, you see him work the inside, you see him hit that mid range up. You realize that there is, there is a lot there to work with for a basketball team. There's a lot there to work with. If you're Luke Walton or if you're Monty McNair, of course we all want to see improvements on the defensive end, but with so much better defensive talent around him this year perhaps some of those issues can be masked a little bit man I, I think what it what it boils down to if you can get that 14 and 7 production there through the course of a relatively healthy season i i i i think you can get something in the eight to ten million dollar range i think it has to be short term but i think you can get something that approaches eight to ten million dollars if for no other reason than If you're willing to make a second contract offer, you know that there's something there that you're willing to not give up on. Mm -hmm. And you almost have to reward the production that you hope is coming. And 14 and seven, by the way, is pretty damn good. It's not good if you expected 20 and 10, but if you went in there with expectations of how can Marvin Bagley. Help this basketball team and put that number at fourteen and seven. I I I think that puts you in a good spot if you're Marvin, and it puts you in a good spot if you're Monty McNair in the Sacramento Kings.
1: To me, to get to you know eight, possibly ten million dollars a year, he's gonna have to do a little bit more than fourteen and seven. He's gonna have to show, not obviously everybody knows health, but show improvement in his game. You know whether that's improvement on his jump shot, uh, rebounding a little bit better. I think ultimately, you know, if he reached his potential. He could be a 10, 11 rebound a night type of guy in this league. But at this point in his career, if he's still seven, eight or nine, that's fine. That's really good, actually. But the points per game, the free throw shooting, all that, you got to see improvement in his game. And with the improvement in his game, you'll see the improvement in his scoring numbers as well. He also has to be a little bit better of a rim rim protector as well. So you probably want to see the blocks go up as well. So to get to eight, nine, 10, I think you're gonna to have to see a little bit of improvement, not the nothing dramatic. If he went to 16 and eight, you know that would be fine. Uh, that that could get him there. I know, you know, kind of nitpicking here. I am when I talk about the contract, but you want to see some type of improvement to say, okay, at 22 years old, I see him starting to hit an, a, a point in his career where he's improving as a basketball player, not just kind of staying status quo. And I gotta take a risk on the on the health factor, yeah, I'm gonna need to see more numbers than 14 and 7 to give you eight, 10 million dollars a year. So if he stayed at 14 or 14 and 7, I could see him getting seven, six, seven million dollars a year max. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's gonna be a little bit on the low end. But to your point, Matt, he's gonna have a decision to make. You know, do I want to do a one plus one or if somebody is offering me Four years right here at six, $7 million a year. Can I say no to that after everything that's gone on in my career? Uh, That'd be risky, be risky.
0: Today's Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based off of whose players had more scheduled games that week, not actually how they played. It made no sense and it required very little strategy. It took all the fun out of fantasy basketball. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball called Game Pick, and it's only available at Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players had more scheduled games than you, the Those days are over, as are the days of mindless daily busy work, giving up halfway through the season because of the busy work. Those days are done. If you prefer like lock, or, uh, uh, fantasy football and how fantasy football is played week by week with that kind of strategy, that is what sleeper game pick is. A perfect example is if I had De'Aaron Fox on my team. Let's see the Kings played three different opponents in one week. Let's say they played the Lakers, the Nuggets, uh, and the um, Memphis Grizzlies. Well, Fox seems to always play very, very well against the Memphis Grizzlies, so that would be the game that I'd pick, and all the numbers that he has from that game are what count Towards my score, the weekly uh, schedule that you love, the weekly strategy that you enjoy, only available for you on Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. It seems crazy to say about a former number two overall pick, but should we just be operating this season guys as if Marvin is going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. And that's that, I mean, it's almost, it almost just feels like Marvin Bagley is an expiring contract at this point. Like it just feels like that's the way it's going to be. I just can't see him getting that qualifying offer from Sacramento.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's probably fair. I, you know, I think most Kings fans, they're not even going that far. They're thinking, well, he's probably not going to be a King past February mm. because of what you just said. He, he, if there's no desire to extend that qualifying offer, then you attempt to move them. You know, you have Bagley there. uh, You have, you know, Tristan Thompson, there, expiring contracts that you could potentially move. Um, But then you could have where he's playing. Well, like, what do you do if your money? Like, I mean, I think what it really boils down to is, is the door completely shut on a qualifying offer from Monty McNair and the Sacramento Kings. If it's not, it it, uh, it like if, if Monty's legitimately open to it, and it's oh, let's wait and see, you know, let's see how he's playing headed into February. It could make the second part of the season really, really interesting.
1: Wow. Yeah. And I'm the I'm the guy that the door's not shut if I'm Monty McNair. It hasn't been shut for a little while. Frustrations that I have with Marvin Bagley are the same as everyone else, but I think he has high in potential. And has the potential to be a really good ball player in this league. If he can stay healthy, obviously. And in a place like Sacramento, where you're not getting free agents and you saw, so you're so reliant on drafting well and and, and trading well, I, if Marvin Bagley said that he's open to staying here and he wants to be here and, you know, he wants to do it for multiple years, I absolutely uh, would be open to bringing him back on the qualifying offer. I would. I know it sounds crazy, but I would.
0: So then Kenny Dilo, I know we're kind of dipping into the realm of hypothetical here, but if I were to guarantee you today Marvin Bagley plays 70-plus games and is a starter on a Kings team that actually makes the playoffs, not the play and makes the playoffs, and he is part of that starting lineup, is that enough in your mind to say, okay, he's worth that qualifying offer, just or we're going to issue the qualifying offer just so we know that we're going to have restricted control of Bagley to where we get to decide if he goes or not, or is that still not enough to where you think the best option for Monty is to do kind of what he did with Rashawn Holmes, even though Rashawn was never had the opportunity to be restricted? But hey, we're gonna play the market a little bit and see if we can bring Marvin back on 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 the low.
1: I I would I it would be enough for me to do that and just make sure he's here because then you look at it and and I'm gonna assume Marvin would be a part of all the positive things going on here. If you're able to do something like that. There's so many good vibes that would probably be flowing through this organization in this building and in our locker room. You want to, you want to hold on to that and see if you can get that to grow to be something even more. So it, it would definitely be enough for me.
2: My partner is right, but we've seen money play the, We've seen Monty play the, 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 the game before he's yeah, go, 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 go see what you got. And it worked out well for him. Like it literally couldn't have worked out better for him as it pertains to Rashawn Holmes. Mm. We know he's willing to roll the dice. And so, you know, if you're willing to roll the dice with Rashawn Holmes, who I don't think anybody was arguing what an important piece he was for the Sacramento Kings Mm. period and moving forward, I, I got to believe that he's willing to roll those dice on, on, on Marvin Bagley, especially since if, if, you know, if you believe some of the, you know, the things that have come out, they, they, they at least inquired about trading him at the trade deadline last year. I'm not really sure what they did, if anything, in this off season. So I think that's a, it's a gamble and it certainly is one. I think that's one Monty's willing to take.
0: Mm-hmm. Important even in the
2: scenario you presented, by the way, even in the scenario of them getting, you know, to the postseason and, and him being a part of the starting lineup.
0: Yeah, important context to this conversation too is the Kings, as of right now, if nothing changed, which that's highly unlikely, but the Kings are on the books for already $107.4 million next season. Now there's a very good chance that Buddy Heald's not going to be around and he's worth 20 million next year. Who knows about Harrison Barnes and his 18 million? So there's there's more than just the Marvin Bagley way of, of freeing up cap space for this Kings team. But you add that $13 million qualifying offer to this year at 120 million, which is 13 million less than where you're at right now. Uh, so, I mean, that's important context to, to keep an eye on, too, is, is the Kings have to remember, assuming that they make the progress that they want this season. I imagine they're going to want to put themselves in a position to be able to add on to that come next offseason so they can make an even greater jump next year. Again, these are massive assumptions for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 15 years. But I think Monty's talked about wanting flexibility, right? And committing 13 million to Marvin, even if he has a good year, doesn't scream flexibility to me.
1: Yeah, you're 100% right. And that's part of the reason why I can want all I want, but all signs point to it not happening and him probably being an unrestricted free agent.
0: If you're trying to make some money, I got a place for you to do it. BetOnline.ag, the number one spot uh, for all of your sports gambling. We're back and better than ever at BetOnline. All eyes on the gridiron. Teams are back for another football season. Basketball season, of course, right around the corner. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football and basketball action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football and basketball. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKED ON. Make sure you use that to receive that bonus from football to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts because James had this conversation with you guys and he pointed out an interesting angle about Marvin Bagley's trade value. We already knew that he had terrible trade value basically, but the fact that he is basically a, a restricted or rather a a expiring contract, because teams aren't really going to want to have to deal with that 13 million dollar qualifying offer, unless there's a team that's just super interested in Marvin and believes, Hey, we have the secret formula to turn this guy around. All he needs to do is play for us. A lot of teams aren't going to really want to trade for Marvin because you're not getting necessarily a young, exciting number two overall pick that you have control over. You're basically getting a young, exciting, potentially number two overall pick that you might be able to retain for 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 cheap in a bidding war that, that offseason. So I think that's an interesting angle as well when it comes to the possibility of trading Marvin around trade deadline.
2: Yes, but you're getting a whole team too. Not only are you getting Marvin, you're getting Team Bagley. The whole squad. Earl's coming. Uh, our <laughs> girls come. Everybody's coming. You you, the, 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 you you get the whole bundle, all for the price of whatever it costs to sign Marvin Bagley. And, and most, could, import,
0: uh, most importantly, too, d you you get, what's the name of that podcast? That's the big thing. That's the I big
2: thing. I think that, yeah, un, that unconfirmed no reports... Yeah, I was gonna say, getting unconfirmed reports is that's the halfway gone podcast. We <laughs> haven't been able to to find it in recent weeks, but yeah, you know, it, I I think ultimately what Marvin is is what you just It's tough to think about. It, it, I mean, in all of these been through, is it's it's just it's crazy to say that, yo Marvin could be Harry. Hmm. Mm. I mean, I know that that's extreme and I know that that's, I mean, that's tough. And I I genuinely, like, regardless of of all of the different things that have gone on with him and the different antics and all that stuff, yo, Marvin could very well be Harry Giles. the, The difference is Harry Giles' injuries are behind him and he's trying to, you know, show that he can still play in the league. Whereas you're not quite sure if Marvin Bagley's injuries are behind him. You hope that they are, but regardless of what happens this season, whether it's, 60 games, 70 games, whether it's 82 games, there's always going to be a concern where, okay, this is one year out of four. Now let's, let, let's, let's, let's get this five in the book. Let's get this six in the books. So let's let's, let's see if, if this, if this guy can go, you know, one of Kenny's favorite examples is the Julius Randall example. Mm-hmm. Julius Randall's game really expanded is his career. You know, I know it's a foreign concept in the NBA players do develop. Like it's not necessarily year one. It's not these monumental jumps that we've seen De'Aaron Fox take. I know we all think that Giannis Antetokounmpo has been the Greek freak his entire career. He hasn't. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's still something in there that that, that Marvin can develop. He's just, he's, he's going to have to prove it. And it's going to be, it's a, it's, it's a difficult road for him. Julius just had to prove it on the floor. Marvin has to prove it in the floor on the floor. I think there's a little, there might be a little sentiment. He's got to prove it psychologically, he, he's got to prove that he's, you know, psychologically over any injury issues. So that's, he's, he's got a tough, tough, tough season ahead.
1: I think about it like this real quick, Matt is, I know it's, it's not, you know um, what they say, apples to apples all the time. But if Marvin Bagley was drafted by the thunder and was going through all this, and it was looked at as, oh, he could be on the market. I would want the Kings to take a flyer on him. I'd be like, hey, take a chance on this guy. He just hasn't had the right opportunity or OKC is dysfunctional. That's what it is. Or, you know, he's only 22 years old. Take a flyer on him. I would want to. So I say that saying, if you got the guy in your building, why not take a flyer on him right there Mm -hmm. as opposed to if he was somebody somewhere else? Take a flyer on the guy that you got. Maybe it's because you know too much. Well, <laughs> you no, know you wouldn't, but.
2: But, 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 but given the scenario that Matt earlier presented, maybe this team is past taking flyers on guys like Marvin. Maybe, maybe it's time to find, again, just working with the scenario that Matt presented. Maybe you're trying to find an established guy. You're not taking a flyer on someone, you're trying to find an established guy who could come in here and
0: but maybe a maybe San Antonio does maybe Greg Popovich just thinks hey I can I can figure out a way to maximize this guy and when we're in a rebuilding mode right now with a relatively young core maybe maybe San Antonio is a team that all of a sudden says hey let's plug Marvin Bagley in here and see if I can get something out of him cuz I'm Greg pre- freaking Popovich for god's sake like I I think it's mm. it's interesting too
2: it ain't going to be Greg Popovich. It might be San Antonio. It ain't going to be Greg Popovich. Uh, that's,
0: that's a good point. Well, before we wrap up, guys, I wanted to take this in a completely different direction, talking about Davion Mitchell really quick, because he's been incredibly impressive. I know he hasn't played an NBA game yet, but he or like a real regular season NBA game yet, but he's already done enough for De'Aaron Fox to call him a, a, already a top five on ball uh, on ball defender in the NBA. So I don't feel bad then leaning into this idea and asking this question Monty McNair it looks like has hit two home runs in a row back to back in the draft taking Tyrese Halliburton and Davion Mitchell two guards when your best player in De'Aaron Fox is already a guard he's been implementing it seems just drafting the best player available philosophy that Vlade didn't do back in the back in the 2018 draft by selecting Marvin Bagley. Vlade and, and a number of, of King's general managers in the past have gone for team need over best player available. And I could make an argument that Davion Mitchell is also a, a team need pick because he does a lot that the Kings need, especially defensively. But in terms of positional need, he definitely was not. So is are these last two seasons enough for both of you to say? Drafting best player available, regardless of the the makeup of your roster, that is the best philosophy for the NBA draft. Are you there based off of what we've seen from Monty or is it too early still?
2: Yeah, I'm 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 good with that. I've always been good with the 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 best player available when you're drafting that that when you're drafting in the lottery, I mm-hmm. think that's the direction you have to go. Now, if you're a playoff team and you're drafting later and you've got Like next year, for example, if this all works the way that we all are praying and dreaming that it works out and the Kings are drafting a little bit later, hell, a lot later than they're used to, maybe you approach the draft differently because you know you've hit on Davion, you know you've hit on Tyrese, you've got De'Aaron who I don't even know if he's approaching his prime yet as a player, you still have, you know, hopefully Harrison Barnes is still here, you still have pieces that you like maybe in that sense You go with, okay, we've really got to address this forward position. We've really got to address, you know, some other things there. We know we got Rashawn Holmes for several more years. Maybe Marvin is gone. Maybe Marvin is back. I think the further you get away from the lottery, the more that you're able to kind of have leeway with, we've got to address this position of need. But when you're in the lottery, man, you got to draft the best player that's there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you you like to put together a, a roster a certain way, or you got your guard, now let's go get your big man, make him, you know, Marbury and Garnett, Magic and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, if you got a guy that you're confident in is the best player available, regardless of position, I think at this point, it's hard to pass on that. You got to take the best player that you, ha- that you have on that board or on your big board, then you figure out how to make them work later. And I feel like, like you said, it was a position of need, but that's what they did with Davion. Davion is 6-1 at best, you know, a guard with a team that had, at the time, three guards that they felt were were good enough with Fox, Halliburton, Buddy Hill. And they said, Monty McNair said, yeah, this guy is, is best. He's the best player out there. Let's take him and figure it out later. So far, it looks like it'll be a good move, hopefully throughout the whole season, that proves to be a good move as well. But I think that's the philosophy that should be uh, implemented moving forward.
0: That is Kenny Caraway, the KC and d and KC. Of course, D-Lo, Damian Barlin being bugged by his dogs. We've taken up too much of your time after the radio show, d and KC. I know you got a family to get to. Guys, thank you so much uh, for joining me here on the Lockdown Kings podcast today. I'll have to have both of you on again in the near future. Oh. And at least, uh, if nothing else, regardless of if the Kings are four and zero by the end of the preseason or three and one regardless uh there's more than enough to be excited about based off of what we've seen and it's certainly there are gonna be a lot of storylines to follow when it comes to this king's team throughout the regular season marvin bagley being close to the top of that list with what they decide to do with him guys i appreciate your expertise check them out uh, noon to four on espn thirteen twenty every single day uh and uh, we'll we'll have to do it again very soon gents
1: absolutely
2: man thanks, thanks man. matt
0: Really enjoyed having D'Lo and KC here on the Lockdown Kings podcast. Hope you did as well. Now we want to hear from you though, your thoughts on the contract situation for Marvin Bagley. Are you kind of leaning the way of KC where you'd feel more comfortable depending upon how Marvin plays, uh, issuing that qualifying offer and paying him that 13 million next year, assuming that he accepts that offer. Uh, are you more in my and D'Lo's camp where you kind of test the waters a little bit, let him go into unrestricted free agency and try and, Uh, have some success in in being able to get him back in Sacramento, if you even want him back in Sacramento on a significantly cheaper contract that's less of a long-term commitment. Where are you at with that? And what does Marvin have to do this year for you to be willing to pay him this summer? You can send your responses to me on Twitter at GeorgeSack S-A-C. You can email me, uh, Sports at gmail.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, leave your comments down in the section below. Speaking of YouTube, if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, please consider doing so. We just passed 800 subscribers, which is crazy. Closing in on 1,000. Uh, this channel has only been going for the last, maybe almost two months. Uh, so the growth of the lockdown on Kings YouTube channel has been fantastic. So many new listeners uh, coming to locked on Kings because of that. I appreciate you all. And of course, audio listeners love you. You OGs, you're the greatest as well. Uh, And if you could leave a review for locked on Kings on Apple podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate that too. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, conversation. I look forward to having you join me for future locked on Kings podcasts. So be sure to keep an eye out for when the next episode drops until then. My name is Matt George. You have been listening to locked on Kings, part of the locked on podcast. Network.